Good morning and welcome to another good day with Ray. I'm Ray and I'm an intuitive spiritual coach that encourages people to answer their soul's calling. We all have a reason we are put on this earth. You have a spiritual gift. And the sole purpose of this podcast is to give you a few minutes every day to connect with your heart and communicate with the divine so you can cultivate the courage you need to take a leap of faith, express your soul's purpose, and step into the life you know that you're meant for. Listening to this podcast today is a nod to the universe that you're ready. And I'm so honored to be able to assist you on this life-changing journey. Let's get started. Welcome back. Thanks so much for waiting patiently for Brittany's part two of our interview. I tried and tried and tried again to edit this podcast and for some reason my computer wasn't working for that. So here we are. Just I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So in today's episode, we will be talking about turning off our spiritual gifts, how Brittany and I have both done that. We will talk about who gets to go to heaven and other topics like judging others and energy healing. What is Reiki? What are Akashic Records? And also, how to use your past lives to heal or to hurt yourself more. So that is what is going on in today's episode. I hope that you enjoy it. And yeah, let's just get right into it. Interestingly enough, I've, I've started flashing back to those experiences in my life and thinking that perhaps these were future healings I was doing on myself, like mm-hmm. maybe right now, and I was hearing them in the past. I don't know. I That's love that because I have had times like in my past where I was going through something like very traumatic, right? Mm-hmm. And I could literally hear a voice saying, it's okay. I'm, co- I'm, I'm coming back to get you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so years later, I start getting into like past version healing and start mm-hmm. like going in and healing those, those interject timestamps or like the trauma. Yeah. And it was me talking now, talking to them. Yeah. So, so now that we're talking about that, it gives me chills a little bit. I mean, it is cold in Louisiana right now, but like, I do wonder, <laughs> I am wondering if, yeah, with, with doing inner child work and just like releasing past emotion through Reiki, through other modalities, mm-hmm. if, if these were like happening now, but as we know, time doesn't ex- exist like chronologically. And I'm sorry for making anyone's head like burst open. <laughs> this is really down the rabbit hole, but like, <laughs> <a little> bit. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it's either that or yeah, I had an angel team um, to be quite honest, you know, with me being Christian, I thought I was being demonically oppressed. And the more that I prayed, and I used to tell my sister this all the time, the more I prayed, the louder the voices got in my head. Mm-hmm. You're like Wait. connecting in further. <laughs> but in my head, in my head, I thought that demons were waging war against me because I was praying so much. But now that I'm older, I'm like, why in the world would a God allow a 13 year old girl to be traumatized and pray for help? And he just allows the voices to get louder if they were demons. Mm -hmm. And they were telling me things. They were telling me what to do, which I thought I wasn't allowed as a, not only just as a 13 year old, but as a girl and as somebody Mm -hmm. that wasn't a prophet in the Bible to be able to hear voices. So that's all I could think that they were because I actually, the voices are way more distinct 
from when I, when I was little, they, I could hear them in different tones. I can't hear mm -hmm. them that way now. Um, it's mostly in my head, my own inner dialogue. So funny side note, how you were saying that your son doesn't hear inner dialogue. It's like, yeah, definitely couldn't relate when I was 13 because it's like, I literally had different sounds in my head, like women, men, it was, it was very different. And so it was scary. You know, you're probably also caught like connected into the collective grid. Mm. So like you can hear things going out like in the unifying field before you had like a better hone on your third eye. <laughs> Perhaps. And I used to see things. Uh, I actually feel like I saw more when I was younger, um, mm -hmm. at least physically. Yeah, there was, those were scary times. And I, I really feel for children that are going through this and their parents just don't have context or they don't believe the same way, or, or doesn't matter if they believe or don't believe, but they have a gifted, I, I say gifted in quotes, because I think we all have gifts, but have a child that's extra sensory, like I was, and knew things, and um, weren't, I wasn't supported, I wasn't helped. I think that's also why I was taken to both extremes of it, like being so deep in the church, and then going so far the other way, as far as like metaphysics, physics so that I could be a more neutral for my son because he's like you said quote unquote gifted mm -hmm. and he can like pick up on things even though he doesn't like to say he can mm -hmm. <laughs> but he can like feel spirits and things of that nature and like sometimes he gets glimpses of things and I've been able to teach him like hey this is how you work with these things mm -hmm. it's not something to be afraid of it's not something to be scared of but if you don't want to go down this path that's totally okay and here's how to kind of like lower that right but you do have the ability to amplify it if you want as well let's teach you how to do that and then you make your own choice but just yeah. like not helping someone with that and just saying you're out here on your own turn it off it doesn't make the thing stop it doesn't <laughs> it makes it, it it makes it like you get fearful and then you become an even more open channel for the things that you don't want <laughs> in right. you. So I'm pro teaching kids, like, here's the tools, turn it on, turn it off. I'm here as a support. Yeah. And that's interesting. You say that because I actually did turn off my gift for two years there. Like I think I referenced earlier. Um, and I was really, I didn't care about turning it off, but it didn't start to surprise me so much until I realized I also hadn't dreamed in two years. Mm-hmm that was weird because I always at least could have a couple of dreams I could remember a week but um to be quite honest those two years I did not channel or did not I still did yoga but I didn't do yoga for spirituality I did yoga specifically for depression and anxiety and mm -hmm. it really did it did still help me that way but also yoga was typically a good way to open up my spiritual channel but it's always the intention like you said like turning it on or off I did get that option but that was the most weird part for me is like, I, I really probably only had like one dream in two years that I could at mm -hmm. least remember, which is very strange for someone like me, who's a dream interpreter, um, who had so many <laughs> dreams that I had to interpret them for myself because it was crazy. So I've definitely been at that point where I've shut mine off, like yeah. just completely, like I had really good intuition that carried me for a long time. And then when I had my kind of like F you moment to the universe for a couple of years there, mm -hmm. like I shut everything completely off and it was really rocky what because made you it wasn't just cutting the universe off. It was like cutting off my own internal voice to myself, my own compass. That's right. Yeah. Honestly, mm -hmm. actually, that's probably what brought me back is because at some point I just felt like it was all too heavy. 
And I was like, when did it not feel so heavy? And I was like, when I was praying, when I asked the universe for help, like Mm -hmm. I was getting things done and I was very productive as a person, but I still felt like I was doing everything on my own. It was causing again, the depression and anxiety because I was doing everything I knew how to do. And I still didn't feel whole. I didn't feel all kinds of different things. What I made think that was you and me like dipping really far into our masculine energy as far as like, I don't need anybody's help. Like I can just make things happen and they do happen. Like we can make it happen, mm-hmm. but like that's exhausting. <laughs> Very exhausting. I don't know how they do it. Honestly, like, I don't know. I just don't like to glorify hard work at that point. Um, I, I do like to work hard. And also I think showing up a little bit every day just as does, does as much good and keeps you like paced more so mm-hmm. than like, going balls to the wall all the time and then burning out. Like I'd much rather like do my readings on TikTok 30 minutes to an hour a day, instead of just trying to make myself doing two to three hour events every day. It's like, it's so much easier. People know that I'm there and, and I get to develop, but it's not a race. You know, that's something I keep telling myself too. It's more of like a commitment to myself and practicing. And do I get paid for it? Yeah. But like, not all the time. I haven't, I haven't actually been charging a lot the last couple of days and you know, that's fine. Um, there's somewhat less pressure for me sometimes when I'm not getting yeah. paid. Cause I'm like, let me just say this weird thing that popped <laughs> in my head. And they're like, Oh my gosh, that's so right. But when someone pays, I feel the pressure of like, Oh, what if that's not right? They're going to think I'm crazy. And then that girl yesterday was so spot on uh, with, Oh yeah. I told you about her with the Jesus thing. Like she, yeah. was, mm-hmm. I was um, no one else knows. That's okay. We'll talk about some of my readings on another podcast. Y'all I don't mean to leave you hanging, but <laughs> this is about Brittany, not me. And so, um, oh, it's about, it's about yeah. us and it's about us. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so I get, so that, that whole bit was more about experiences before leaving the church. Mm-hmm. And I will say growing up, um, a lot of things with the church jived with me, felt good in my soul. Yeah. Like, feels like water. Like I just, there's so many things I can go back to those moments and be like, Oh my gosh, God's so real. Like he's in the church. Like, so I don't, I know how people think and how they experience God at church. Like I don't, I'm finally out of this phase in my life where I don't necessarily feel like how they feel that our gods are different, mm-hmm. you know, as much as they do, that's what they believe. I believe they're the same. So that's why I try not to discredit them or down, down talk them. And as I was growing up, there was a few moments that things just felt so wrong. They felt mm-hmm. what I would call, I, I call them sandpaper moments where like, it feels like sandpaper is going over my heart. Mm-hmm. And people like to say that that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. It was not, it was my- yeah, Something out of it is not in alignment with your soul. Yeah, it was totally and out of, out of alignment, I would think with God because I would feel it so viscerally. Where like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like God always told me, like there were certain things that God was probably like, okay, yeah, you can believe that. That's fine. That's fine for you. That's fine. But there were a few instances that, where I just felt like a no, they Same. just do the wrong thing. Don't mm-hmm. you ever believe that? And it was very rare that that would happen, but it did happen a lot so or a few times. So I, I agree with that. And there are times within the church that like, things were very beautiful and I resonated with them like very much so like like I said there's beautiful things about church and religion but I would also have those sandpaper moments (laughs) so I was actually having a conversation with someone the other day about how um, they are non-religious but they want to take their kids to church to experience that 
okay. to like just show them a different aspect, a different avenue, right? To get the whole grand scope picture. And I said, you know, when I was a kid, I remember when people were talking about letting Jesus come into your heart, right? Like you accepting mm-hmm. Jesus as your savior. I was in the car with my grandfather and I felt Jesus come into my life. Like I literally felt him come in. And even though I may not believe in the same like religious constructs, I know at that moment we made a relationship, right? Even if it's not within the church necessarily, like I felt that viscerally, Mm -hmm. but then there's other parts where like, sometimes they quantitate sins differently, quote unquote sins. Like one thing is worse than the other. One thing is better than the other. Right. And that never sat right with me. (laughs) How you can tell some people that something will send you some, you know, somewhere, but then these other things won't, but a teaching of the Bible is sin to sin. (laughs) That is right. Also very oppressive, oppressiveness to me that did not sit right. Yeah. And all, also what just it still doesn't sit right to this day I knew from the bottom of my heart and I and I feel like other Christians feel this way too they may not admit it but I feel like they know that they have felt this before this oh gotta try not to curse just because I mean I I do curse on my podcast but I'm trying not to be too dramatic about this but this bullcrap that only people that are Christians are allowed in heaven I've never believed that in my life Right. Like, like there were times they tried to convince me really good, but I just knew in my heart, Jesus loved Muslims. Jesus mm-hmm. loves any kind of person. If Jesus loves people that don't go to church and like, like I heard God always telling me, like, I do not turn these people away and people can interpret that how they want. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, Jesus loves everybody. It doesn't mean they're going to let them in heaven. I was like, since when do you not let somebody you love into your house? Like what a weirdo. <laughs> like why? I agree with you. And that's one that I always got stuck on too. I'm like, what if there's an island of people that aren't around, you know, that have no idea about Christianity and God and Jesus, and then they pass away. What happens to them? Or like the babies and the children that have no concept of that. Like you're saying that. (laughs) And Christians like to explain that away. They like to be like, oh, God will reveal himself in the trees. I was like, yeah, because God is the tree. Yes. God is the tree. So, God is everything and everyone. <laughs> you know, okay. I am curious about this because this is a download I got this. Uh, I'm, I'm hesitant to say who it was from because I will just say one of my guides um, that mm-hmm. used to live on this earth, I was asking them questions about heaven and they told me today, they were like, I was like, so is hell a thing? And they told me people that don't have a concept of like God and heaven on earth, like they don't have that concept of what God is and don't accept it. Like, does that make sense? It's not like they have to accept Jesus as a savior, but have acknowledgement for the higher realms basically is what they were trying to say. Okay. They They weren't saying they don't go to heaven, but they do say that some people get lost, like that they don't go straight to heaven. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay. And I was um and I was like we got to pick that up another day cuz I don't know about that. Um but they did tell me they were like yeah, sometimes when people don't have an acknowledgement of the heavens like like it could be an atheist if they have no idea where they go after. Um yeah, they do go to places that don't look that great. They do get to heaven, but they do go another way sometimes. Like not all the time, but mm-hmm. that is a thing. 
but I don't get that it's a place like fiery hell place but like they told me that they that some souls get lost that's interesting to think about like because then you get into things about like what was my sole purpose here on this timeline like maybe you want to come back if you believe in reincarnation because you didn't have like that connection with the divine you know what I mean so I think it gets a little muddled because of reincarnation if that's something that you <laughs> believe that your soul keeps coming back mm-hmm. um but maybe it's like has to do with soul purpose like you feel like you didn't quite meet whatever your soul contract is to do because you weren't looking at something like outside of extended outside of yourself for guidance does that make sense yeah I mean I'm so pretty stumped on it I, I'm now I'm debating on whether I brought it up that. or not because I'm like that really stumped me this morning. Um, I did read a book a long time ago called some proof of heaven called proof of heaven. So anybody I'll say it one more time, proof of heaven by even Alexander E B E N Alexander. He was an neuroscientist that caught meningitis and his whole brain shut down. Um, he almost died and he went to heaven, but first he went to like this really mucky, like, place that looked like that felt like he was in the mud um mm-hmm. he was there for a little while until he finally did go to heaven he said it felt like forever but then he mm-hmm. eventually went to heaven and he saw his sister that he never knew because he was adopted so um a lot of things that he didn't know before he died he woke up being like I have a sister and like they found her and he saw a picture of her and it was the same girl from the heaven and it was like he didn't know this though because he was adopted mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm thinking. He was also a doctor. He was um, an atheist. And so that's what did he, did he come back? Like he died and then he came back. He did. Okay. Cause that's what it sounds like to me. Like when you brought it up, I kept on hearing like soul purpose, reincarnation, like not getting caught up in karmic cycles and karmic lessons and like Mm -hmm. rolling them over to the next one. And maybe I'm wrong with about that and what your guide was telling you. Yeah. sounds like like you're not that you didn't fulfill what you wanted so things get really murky and muddy and you're like I need to find my way out of this and get to what I was supposed to be doing yeah maybe he witnessed something like that maybe he witnessed something like in his root chakra or something I don't know but like yeah it was a it was a near-death experience for him it wasn't like a memory of reincarnation it was a near-death experience and so he woke up telling people about heaven when he he rose he raised this family that was pretty like atheists because they were all doctors and so um but he woke up and I don't know that he does neurosurgery anymore but his his story is good a lot of people know about it um or a good be good bit but anyways that stumped me this morning so this this girl goes to show I don't just make things up for myself because that doesn't really fit with what I think happens Mm -hmm. you know so yeah I like those little moments where I check myself because it's like I don't just make this stuff up a lot of times and maybe people can argue that I am because I hear things in my head but I'm like but they go against my belief system so what do you what do you say about that like I could understand if I was listening to a podcast or read a book and it pushed against that but like this isn't something I just you know um I love that because I have had guides tell me things before that like you said they're not in alignment with like my soul core beliefs mm -hmm. and I was listening to this podcast uh, one day and this woman was talking about how like source the universe is is, like one big giant disco ball and you know how like disco Mm -hmm. balls are all made out of like these tiny little mirrors yeah and she was saying you know if we're all source experiencing ourselves some of us are on like 
one section of the disco ball and like resonate more in alignment with things and the post to like other people in different sections right mm-hmm. and so it's no like wrong or right it's just different experiences and different perceptions and that includes like guides and angels and like all the different beings it's not just human beings like yeah. everybody has different interpretations of things yeah and this person like he uh they have passed away within the last like five years or so in my life so it could be just from their perspective as somebody that's passed over recently you know what mm-hmm. I mean so yeah, that was interesting. That is very interesting. I'm going to mull that over. <laughs> me too. Actually, you know, yes. Jesus, Jesus told me I was supposed to post this thing on, on uh, Instagram and or TikTok today about judging other people as, mm-hmm. as not just like Christians, but people in general. And I, I'm supposed to send out a message about that because um, it was very heavily on my spirit this morning because I've been seeing people talk about other people lately and it really rubs me the wrong way. And I know these people to be Christian, which I'm not like going to chastise them, but that, but Jesus was showing me very clearly why not to gossip on people, because it makes you think that you're infallible or not capable of having the same type of falls or being exposed in the same ways, which Jesus was like, you need to tell them that, you know, not this, these people specifically, because they probably wouldn't listen to me, but it just sparked a message that like, this is why you don't gossip because- (laughs) it you think that you're not capable of falling in a similar way or a way that's worse but you're human just like that other person so so that was coming through I have to share that later but like yeah a lot of those things are like projections outside of ourselves that we're worried about like you said like those things being us and so we try and uh, pariahize someone outside of us thinking that that won't ever for Pia. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and that always comes to me over and over. Like, I can't underestimate that. Like we're all human and we're all, we're all susceptible to the same things as anybody else, the greatness and the downfalls, you know? Yeah. Um, that's the thing too. Like we're all energetic beings and all frequency, right? So you're putting those things out into the universe. It will in some capacity, if you believe that we're all one together Mm -hmm. it will some capacity come back around and I don't mean exactly like karma you do horrible things like horrible things happen to you but you are putting like frequencies out into like the unifying field yeah yeah (laughs) right and changing the collective feelings and emotions and wavelengths right yeah yeah stuff to think about um also I wanted to say really quick before we have to jump off is um how I found you so, cause we never even, I think talked about Reiki and things like that. Yeah. So <laughs> we really just went on a whole nother tangent. This was like, so I first actually found Brittany through TikTok. I was just scrolling and she came up. She does these one to three minute videos, um, on different topics, but one, some particularly is, uh, Reiki through TikTok. And I'll just say for a second, like nothing against Brittany, but I was like, how can you do Reiki through TikTok? Like mm-hmm. my skeptical self psychic that I am it's like what is this uh, you know I'm the biggest skeptic of a lot of things uh even when it comes to myself I tend to tell people don't believe me because <laughs> I'm like I can be making up everything yeah, you need to have discernment yeah <laughs> that's right and so they get disturbed by that sometimes but I'm like I'm just trying to be honest man I don't know what's going on up here mm-hmm. so I came across Brittany doing Reiki on TikTok and I will say at first I probably rolled my eyes and I was like this can't work until I just felt like all tingly I was like what the hell is this <laughs> Why do I feel tingly while she's just waving this this stone across this thing? And then I caught one of her lives one day 
And yeah, again, a live Reiki session. I was like, I have to book a Reiki session with this person. Lo and behold, <laughs> the Reiki sessions one-on-ones are a lot different than, a lot different. <laughs> than what you do on the live TikToks. But um, what I will say is watching her Reikis, um, I even followed somebody else that does Reiki. So I use TikTok primarily for the laughs, of course, mostly I'll go on there for Reiki, live Reikis too. Mm-hmm. When I'm not just like scrolling mindlessly, I will specifically seek out Reiki. I really don't look up other psychics and what they're doing much, unless I'm catching my friends' lives because I consider you a friend. And then Kira, I feel like she's a good she's a good person. I'd call us like a good acquaintance and some of my other friends on there. I like to watch their live sessions. But you know, I don't go on TikTok anymore to receive messages like that. I just mostly it's it's to watch your Reiki and Glow Goddess Healing Reiki. So just saying that, but yeah, Soul Harmony Healing is Brittany's. Yeah, so actually it reintroduced me to Reiki. I used to know a little bit more about pranic healing a few years mm-hmm. back, and I haven't done anything like that. But I will say, I literally now will fall asleep to YouTube videos of ASMR Reiki every mm-hmm. single night of my life. It's like what I do now. Um, <laughs> But, but if you'd asked me two months ago, I'd be like, you can't do Reiki through a screen. That's what I thought. So if you want to. I was watching this other person talking about Reiki on uh, TikTok because I also had, I was getting in my head a lot about all these different uh, readers and healers saying that you can't do that. Right. And I was like, oh, well, maybe what I'm doing is not working and that's when I first started doing it like when when I very first started because I knew that one-on-one sessions worked beautifully but like doing it in a timestamp on a video is a lot different right and so the person explains if you go to the movies and that movie has already been shot like a year ago and you're sitting in the audience and you're feeling the actors and the actresses emotions and they're invoking something inside of you like your emotions and changing your energy that is the exact same thing that is happening with reiki you are tapping into somebody's energy body eliciting emotions helping things move and process but that is still also its own type of timestamp. and so with reiki and you know you are having intentions like I'm holding intentions to heal and help someone and then somebody comes along that needs that exact type of healing it's not for everyone not everyone is meant to heal from that video you have to match up with my frequency and me with you and so we come together through the ethers and they I can send you healing through the unifying field of the ethers and you're going to feel it through the phone so like when I used to listen to Reiki videos I didn't get anything from them. Mm -hmm. It was me having to go on that journey and myself and aligning my frequency to receive Reiki as well and find the Reiki people that help me. Because I tell people not every Reiki practitioner is going to be in resonance and alignment with your energy body. Yeah. Because we all have different ways of doing things, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so like with you, you like attuned your body to be more receptive to Reiki healing. Yeah, that's interesting to think about. I also like that metaphor or what you connected it or who that who that person connected it for you with that movie. I like that mm-hmm. because I also did like a 40-day spiritual journey on the podcast. And part of me was wondering, like if people don't go on the 40-day spiritual journey, will it affect them? 
you know, but you also said a review of like one of my, one of the episodes and you were like, oh my gosh, it really made me think about this. And it like oh, yeah. really helped me. And I was like, oh, because part of me was like, I was like relieved. I was like, okay, people can still receive, even though they didn't do the whole 40 day journey, which I was really like, weirdly enough, I was concerned with for a while, but so I appreciate you talking about that with me. Oh yeah. I could, I could feel your intentions through the podcast episode. And it was extremely healing. Like I felt love and supported and cared for and just like being enveloped in that space. It's not just the words that you're saying either. It's like the space you're creating. And even though it's in a time stamp, Mm -hmm. if you believe time is not linear, right? You're still stepping into that energy space that that person created. Yeah. I will say I was definitely in a different energy when I was creating that, because if anything, the 48 journey was a more of a prep for my body, mind, and soul so that I could hold that space. Cause I will say my body, mind, and soul is not in the same place that I was on that spiritual journey. I literally felt like a conduit, like a guide during that Mm -hmm. time. And I was so rested. I was so like an open channel, which I'm not saying that I'm not now. It's just like, definitely feel felt different during that time. Um, but I think that's great to, to keep in mind of like the timestamp and the intention, because I feel like lately and what we discussed a little bit yesterday, um, on a private call, it's like intention, I think really does carry things through. And it helps people that match with it or that are looking for that match with it. You know, if their intention Mm -hmm. matches our intention, then they find it. So I think that's great to point out. Also, if you just want to say, I don't know if we exactly said, but can you just tell people really quick what Reiki is? Sure. Uh, Reiki is channeling life force energy, like coming from the unifying field, like the all the source. And then you can infuse your own personal intentions in it to amplify whatever type of healing energy that you want to do. So like if I'm helping people sift through anxiety, so I'm pulling support frequencies, and healing frequencies from the ethers. And I'm setting my intention that it helps with anxiety. So what that might look like is it comes into your body and helps soothe your central nervous system, soothe your fight or flight, give you those relaxing, peaceful vibrations, right? And so the type of Reiki I do with one-on-one sessions, however, is not just the Reiki. I also do therapy. So I bring like the psychology portion of it as well to be of a, like an assisting tool because you need both. You need the energy healing to help move, you know, stagnant, stuck energy, time stamps, those type of things. But then you also need like, how are we going to move forward? What tools are we going to use to keep this momentum going? Yeah. So it's, it's a beautiful channeling healing source. Yeah. But you don't call yourself a therapist, right? What would you call? I don't because I'm not, I'm not a licensed Mm -hmm. therapist. I went to school for psychology. I was in the mental health arena. Um, I just say I'm a life coach and an energy healer. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And I've done one of your, uh, so also you do Akashic record readings, which is kind of, which is what we did, right? Yes. And then I also, so I've gotten to where I kind of blend everything a lot together. Now, like when I do Reiki sessions, I open people's Akashic records, but then when I open Akashic records fully, I bring Reiki into it. So again, it's like blending a lot of modalities to provide the most amount of support. Yeah. And can you tell people what Akashic records are really quick too? Sure. Okay. So Akashic records are a vibrational record of all your thoughts, feelings, emotions, and actions across all space, time, and dimensions. So if you believe in reincarnation, it is often symbolized as a book and it's held within the library, which is the Akashic records. So I'm an energetic library 
librarian. <laughs> so I go and I pick your book out and we sift through the pages together. So you have this book that goes with you from reincarnation to reincarnation to reincarnation. So some of the things that I help people with in this lifetime, right? Let's say that you're experiencing depression, right? There might have been something that happened in one of your past lives that's having a rollover effect into this one. So no matter what you do, you can't get out of this depressive hole. It's because there is a past version of you, past life that also needs healing. It needs to be brought forward to also heal. And so if that's the case, we'll go back, find that version, heal it, and then it rolls over to heal you more now in the present. Right. Um, it just is a very deep healing modality. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. I actually listened to your podcast with that guy, the regression sessions, I think. Oh yes. Yes. And, um, <laughs> he's an interesting person. Like it, it was a cool listen for sure. I was glad I listened to it. I loved how you talked about, because I got caught up in past lives for a while there. And I think, I feel like some people tend to do that. They will like use mm -hmm. past life trauma, what they believe to be a past life trauma and use it as a reason why they can't heal in this life, which that's actually why yes. I even I stopped talking about past lives with people. And I, and I typically would tell people to focus on this experience because I hate to say it. I guess I'm, I'm a little more judgmental sometimes. And I let people believe I try not to be, but I just like, it really would bother me when people were like, yeah, I can't do this because in my past life, this and this, I'm like, bruh, like focus on this life. What is going on? Like we're, we're here, we're now. And, but yet they've used it as another way. I call it like they're, that's another way their ego has trapped them. It's, it's a way like, cause egos and spirituality too. Mm -hmm. And it, and it, it will try to do anything it can to keep your soul from healing by like using whatever it can. And it can use spirituality as well. So I've been trying to stay pretty much on top of that because it can sneak through anything really. That is very interesting that you say that because the way that I work with the records and I tell people because they're like, I want to know all about my past lives. Like that's always what people want to know. Right. And I, I tell them, I make it very clear, your spirit guides and the keepers of the records will only show you a past life. It's going to, if it's going to be beneficial for you clearing out something in this one, right. because what they don't want you to do is bypass and say, oh, well, you know, that happened in my past life. So it's not something I can fix now. They will only show me past lives if they know that you are going to use that information intentionally to heal whatever that is in this lifetime. So yeah. sometimes I can pull them and then sometimes not. It just depends on where you're at on that journey of your healing. <laughs> yeah. That brings me to something that like they tell me in my readings to make people like very clear about is like, oh, I want to know about this, this, and this. And I'm like, the universe is going to give you the message that you need the most right now to heal. Like I'm not a, I don't do this as like a sideshow. Like for yes. example, it's like, I'm not doing this just so that I can blow your mind that I know you ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich this morning. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like to me, I'm like, you can go to some other psychic for that because there are psychics that can do that. Like that they, oh, yeah. there, I think it is for more entertainment purposes, which legally you have to say it's kind of like, like, like that. But aside from that, it's like, the universe is only going to give people the messages. And sometimes it will be about obviously the situation that's bothering you the most, because sometimes what's bothering us the most is where we need the most healing, you know? So if there is a relationship that, that you're dealing with, of course, they're going to talk about it, but they're going to talk about how it's not just affecting that relationship. They're going to talk about how it's affecting you. 
and they're mostly going to focus on you and not that other person. And so a lot of people want me to focus on their partners and tell them that their partners are doing things wrong. When I'm like, no, the universe is telling me you're not setting your boundaries. You're not speaking mm -hmm. up for yourself. We can't talk about your partner. I can't tap into their energy. And whether they're being mean to you or not, like you have to stand up for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so they get, they get a little confused when the session is mostly about their energy and no one else's. They get, they can get a little confused. <laughs> we talked about that before. Like I don't tap into other people's energy. Like yeah. I only tap into your energy and what you have going on. Cause you can only change things and you can change your outer reality by changing your inner reality, right? Like that's really how you change things around you. And what you're saying as far as them focusing on something like specifically and kind of bypassing all that other stuff. So I had a Reiki session earlier and a lot of times I'll go into people's chakras individually and then tell them what's coming up in each one. Mm -hmm. This one completely shifted and it's been happening a lot recently where the guides will show me this is the most prevalent thing that is taking up the most amount of space in their energy body. And this has to be cleared out. Like you nice. don't need to worry about any of this other stuff, like this one specific thing. So they shift it to that's all we talk about is that yeah. one thing because it's taking up so much of their energy. body. Right. And then listening. even on like the TikTok lives, like I don't ask, I don't let people ask specific questions. I don't even I say this is a general reading. This is your guide saying you're at point A this is how you get to point B with what we're about to tell you. That's it. Uh, yeah. I'm the same. I don't, I don't let people ask questions. Um, I both, I mainly tell them that I don't let them do that because I want to validate that I'm tapped in their energy. Mm -hmm. And if they ask me the question, that's kind of leading me towards where, you know, yep. and I can pull information from that. Like I'm any human being. Yeah. I'm my eyes got wide when you were saying that. Cause that's literally what I do. I, they only let me focus on certain chakras. Mm -hmm. They bring me to the most important one and then they'll show me other ones only if it's in context to what they showed me originally. They always yep. show me the thing that's going on the most. Yeah, that's been what I've been doing for at least five years now as a chakra reader. Yeah, that's really interesting that they do. <laughs> yep, it does that with the records too. Like it's, it's we're gonna work on whatever's taking up the most amount of your energy body nice. and it's causing you the most harm. Like, well, and that's, <laughs> I honestly feel like, because as, as humans, we still are on like a timeline here. So I do think that that's like the most efficient way to do it. You know? Yeah, it fast tracks. It fast tracks. Let's clear all this space so that you can look at things through a new lens. Nice. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Brittany. I know I'm going to have you on again because we have uh, a nice announcement coming up very yeah. soon. <laughs> so we'll talk more about that with them on another day. But uh, for right now, can you just let us know where to find you? Where can people chat with you and perhaps book with you? And and I highly recommend a session from Brittany. She's awesome. I enjoyed her Akashic Record reading for me. I love her TikTok. I love participating. I would, I would get very upset if she did a, a, a Reiki live session and she didn't tell me about it. So I'm pretty on top of those. <laughs> I, will tell, I will tell you moving forward. Yes. Yeah. So where can people find you? Uh, so I am at Soul Harmony Healing. You can find me on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram, all under Soul Harmony Healing. Um, my website is in my link tree within all of those. Um, it is soulharmonyhealing.as.me.as.me. Uh, but that's where you can find me. Nice. Awesome. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. I know you have somewhere to be and um, yeah. And I look forward to having you on again very soon. I'm sure it's going to happen sooner rather than later.
Yes, thank you so much, Ray. This was absolutely wonderful. I always so, love chatting with you. It's so much fun and I always glean um, so much from our chats as well. So I'm excited to work together in the future. Yeah, <laughs> me too. And I hope, I pray as we close out that people also that are listening today, the community here, that you found this information beneficial, healing, and or just at least at some point, like interesting, at least. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope it's at least interesting. I would say our chat was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do. All right, guys. I will talk All right. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope that you enjoyed the episodes with Brittany. You will be probably hearing a lot more from her because her and I are now business partners and we are creating something special for you coming up and that announcement will be coming out in the next few weeks. Be excited. I really hope it helps a lot of people. I know she hopes the same. Thank you for listening today and I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye.